0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: We're live, pal. We're live, live. Actually live this time from what I can understand. Hopefully that's actually working right this time. Uh, I am Tim and that is Tom over there. And we are excited to talk about pro wrestling. We have AEW Revolution coming up. Which is gonna be awesome, I feel like, uh on a quick overview, but we're gonna talk about that later on in the show. So get in our chat if you're watching us live on the YouTube, get in some of your predictions or predict with us along as we do that. Ooh, that's uh, a, a reminder, good idea. Can, yeah. Or you can always use hashtag tweet the table if you wanna be a little behind and we'll read those, and which we've got a couple of those this week. Yeah, uh, yeah. that you know, Tom live tweets during AW Dynamite, Rampage. Tom- and some special events and so you can join in using hashtag tweet the table so we've got a few of those that we'll read on here we will make you famous here on the spanish announce table uh like our good friend jeffrey sills here in the chat who's saying shout out to the best tag team since quick rip quick rick and tonga tom yeah yeah that's a pretty good tag team good yeah tag team. and i mean that sure. had to be 80 something right or 70 something right so that's there. a long time it's a long right time. There. Yep.
0: Right there, Tim. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. 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 So, Tim, let's
0: get into it. Now yes. let's get into it. We are going to talk about AEW Dynamite, and then we do not know about AEW um, Rampage, so we won't talk about that because we don't read the spoilers, but then we will give you our predictions for Sunday's pay-per-view AEW Revolution. And so let's kick it off, as we mentioned, with the breakdown of last night's episode, and it kicked off with the All-Atlantic Champion... Orange Cassidy taking on Morrissey. I know they call him something different. I don't like it. I'm calling him Morrissey. And this was classic little guy versus big guy match. What'd you think?
1: Yeah. Big boring over there.
0: Uh, (laughs) I think he did. Okay. Yeah. He's he's
1: fine. No, he's fine, but there's just not much to him. Right. He works great as early diesel right now, right. Mm -hmm. Where he's just in the back, right. He's the, Even Not even early Diesel. Early, like, no-named bodyguard for Shawn Michaels' Diesel. You know what I mean? Like, he stands back Mm -hmm. there, looks tough, throws a motherfucker into the fourth row, you know? And then then, then that's where we're at. But him in a singles match is fine. Like you said, it's not terrible. But this was, again, I say this with Orange Cassidy now. It's up to the person wrestling Orange Cassidy to kind of fit into the story. It's what do they do with Orange Cassidy's shtick that kind of makes it... Different or unique. And I don't know that Big Bill's got a whole lot in his holster to bring out a bunch of things like that, right? Like, well, I know. will
0: say the match was fun. I like the spot where he tried to do the big boot to Orange Cassidy each time, and Orange Cassidy just fell down and was like, no, yeah. you're not going to do it. <laughs> right. And he's like, I'm going to do it again. He's like, no, just you're not going to do it. Yeah. And, and that was a good I, spot. Yeah. And I also like that they respected Morrissey's stature where Orange Cassidy just didn't hit uh, an orange punch. And there you go. He had to go to the top rope. And so it adds a little bit more credibility to how good Morrissey is when Orange Cassidy, probably the backbone of AEW dynamite. If you start to look at all the programming, he's the one that you can count on the most. uh, If you start to really consider it. Um, But for him to be on this role, to then use the super orange punch, I think says something at least that Morrissey isn't, a big chump where he's just getting rolled up on. But this is again, where, you know, we've got Morrissey, we've got the ass boys, we've got Ethan page, we got Lee. And then we got Stokely Hathaway, who's the star of the group, but he can't really shine when all of his guys just continue to lose.
1: Yeah. He's got a whole bunch of, if we're ranking like tiers, right. You got your upper card, your mid card, and your lower card, like, Some of these guys aren't even sniffing the mid-card, right? You might say Ethan Mm -hmm. Page is, but the rest Mm -hmm. are on that lower card. And it's hard to be a manager of a stable of eight lower card guys. You know, it's just not a whole lot to deal with.
0: Now, one thing that'll be interesting when we get to the pay-per-view is the Boys. I don't know, are still firm or not? Like, it seems convenient when they want it to be. But you've never seen Stokely Hathaway, at least I can't recall, Stokely Hathaway walking out with them now that they're tag champions. Like that's Correct. the spot where Stokely Hathaway can really shine in this. Because if you consider the ass boys have to be entertaining against the acclaim, who's honestly probably the most entertaining tag team going right now. And Stokely Hathaway can at least fight some of those zingers those bars from max caster with some of his own right he could give them a you raggedy bitch you raggedy bitch like he could do some of that you raggedy bitch. Of yeah he could do something like that off of them but we've made this story with ass boys just rolling solo well i mean they're a tag team obviously but you get what i'm saying like not using anyone else in the firm yeah. when it comes out to the matches. to so it should be interesting
1: it's just a pair of ass boys and nothing else
0: Yep. So we get Orange Cassidy with the victory. He picks that up and he says, I'm going to keep on moving on. We will hear more from Orange Cassidy, which I think was pretty interesting, uh, but a little foreshadowing. So uh, Orange Cassidy picks up the victory and then we go backstage and we get an interview that actually took place the week prior. And we got, as customary, he's bleeding here too, John Moxley just pouring his heart out and his head, literally,
1: his heart uh, and out this, through his well, eyeball, basically. Yeah,
0: and this, this, I told you this off air, and I firmly believe this. If you put this on Raw or SmackDown because of the stature of what WWE is, this promo might be an all time great. It might be up there with the Dusty Rhodes or the Pipe Bomb from CM Punk, all of those kind of interviews that sphere because this was every bit as good as all of those, and it was shot just incredibly i thought one of the coolest things was that the camera guy went away from his face to be like hey guys everyone check this out there's a fucking pool of blood okay i guess he's talking again so we'll get the camera back on him but to show us that pool of blood i thought was a really cool spot
1: yeah i agree it was just the backdrop of like the all white staircase which you can see and everything i think really helped kind of hone that in to where you were just Mm -hmm. there focusing in on this red bloody moxley which again has become a bit of a meme if you will at this point but good I mean, they they went all into it on this and it just uh, yeah it really set the tone for moxley's reason right we, we've kind of understood hangman's reason but moxley's reason up until this point has been fuck you bitch because i can and now we get a little deeper into that but why fuck you because i can right
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoy both promos and we'll talk about hangmans when it comes up, but I love both promos because it felt personal. It didn't feel contrived. It didn't feel as if we're making yeah. up these lines to really get under the skin of the other person. It feels true to who they are.
1: Yeah. Jeffrey Sills in the YouTube chat here says, after this promo, I went outside and started a mosh pit and this promo gets fired up.
0: Yeah, I and I like the content of it. I I do like that as he wrapped up here talking about how Hangman you're a good wrestler, you're even a good person, but when we're coming to who's the animal, who's the vicious son of a bitch in AEW, it's not going to be you. It's going to be me. Like he I'd love I love the the kind of credit that he gives Hangman, but then the also backdrop of you can only go to a certain level. You can only go to 10. I can go to 11. And that's the difference between me and you. And I can't wait that, that from John Moxley sold me. But again, we'll talk about hangmans, which was, I thought just as good uh, later on in the show. All right. So then um, we get the elite. They're up there on the stage and they're about to walk out for a, uh, a promo and you get your Kansas song carry on my wayward son. And you get the finger point and the flex and then lights out. And it's the house of the boogeyman. And here they are holding these belts. Look at this. I'm oh, spooky. You can't yeah. see my face. Spooky. Mm-hmm. What'd you think?
1: Spooky. I will say this is a good start to what I asked for last week, where I need them to <laughs> do something. Right? Like I said, let's get a little spookier. You're talking spooky, but you're not doing anything spooky. Now Turning off the lights and attacking somebody from behind isn't necessarily spooky in and of itself, but the way they go about themselves is still, you know, the dark, the mysterious, there's smoke for some reason, All like you guys carrying around a fog machine with you? Like, what are you doing here, right? Like, I, I just need a little more of this. Dig deeper. Put these folks, the Young Bucks, in peril, right? Like, do something that makes me think you're going to dismember them or something. I need something. And this was a good start. Stealing the belts attacking him from behind. We've seen that in pro wrestling outside of Spooky, but, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, they did something here.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, AEW gives you the free range to do that, because if you recall the Keith Lee, uh Swerve Strickland versus the Acclaimed angle, you had Swerve Strickland kidnap Billy Gunn and then break three of his fingers. Break with, his fingers. Uh, yeah, with yeah. Uh, like uh, some pliers. So yeah. like, yeah, while well, he nibbled on his earlobe. So House of Black, I believe, has the clearance to do the spooky stuff or the scary stuff. It's just interesting that they've kind of played neutral almost Mm -hmm. on the spooky.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I need a little more spooky.
0: All right. I agree. So we'll get that match on Sunday. And again, when we get to those picks, we'll make them at that time. But after that quick interruption of a promo, we get into the ring and we have The face of the Revolution ladder match not taking place at Revolution. It's taking place on Dynamite, which I thought was interesting uh, because we'll get to it. We added Christian uh, versus Jungle Boy, but we couldn't have the Revolution ladder match on Revolution. Felt a little weird, but that's here. there (laughs) there. So in this match, we get Takeshita, this uh, Mexican luchador named Commander, who I've never heard of. S Hobbs, A.R. Fox, Action Andretti, Ortiz and Eddie Kingston, kind of, and then Sammy Guevara. And instantly, Tim, right off the jump, Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, they start punching each other in the face, and then they just go to the back. We don't see them again. So what do you think about that first aspect of Eddie and Ortiz are gone, so I guess bye.
1: Yeah, it just left me sad, I guess, because we've talked about this several weeks running now where that feels like a good story you guys should be telling. You are telling, I guess, but you're telling it over there. It'll be one thing if it felt like the approach was, yeah, we're telling it over here. That's why you should watch over here. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel like that, right? It feels like, ah, we don't got time to tell that on the big stage. So tell that over there. And I I feel like that's where they're missing. So that's how I felt going away. It was like, oh man, I guess I could have done that later in the match, right? Like mm-hmm. in... Nearing the end, if you will. So uh
0: I guess let's just get to it here and then we'll get back mm-hmm. into the match. So fast forwarding because it actually wasn't in the show, but I do want to cover it, is after AEW Dynamite is over, uh, we get an exclusive interview backstage with Eddie Kingston, who's by the exit door. And he said he requested this time. And so Lexi Nair says, So well, what do you want to say? Like, here you go. And he goes, I quit AEW. Peace. And he leaves. So what do you think of the, Obviously, if AEW is going to post it on their official media and Lexi's going to do that bad of acting, it's a work, which is great. I'm all for it. Yeah. But what do you think we make? What do you make of this? Eddie Kingston quits AEW.
1: I, I, it's got to be ROH then, unless he's going to go spend time in New Japan, maybe. Um, possibly, yeah. Possibly that. But it's one of those two. And I feel like it's going to be ROH, which don't get me wrong. If we're gonna have ROH and there's a solid third, Eddie Kingston's a great guy to have on it, right? If if we're gonna feature Eddie Kingston more on a product like that, it might actually get me to tune in mm-hmm. to that product. So good if it's gonna be something cool over there, fine. As long as I can access it easy, I don't have to pay. You know, is is this? Did we determine? Do they have a weekly show yet? Are they gonna put started today? It started today. This is yeah. the
0: debut episode right? and spoiler alert mm. at the end of the show. Claudio, who is the main event holds the title up and Eddie Kingston walks out and he says, I want that title brother. I'm going to kick your ass. And you know, we have a history that goes 15 years back and again, i on paraphrasing here, but me and you, I'm taking that title from you because I am the true ring of honor, heavyweight champion, which is fucking awesome. Now, Here's my three cents on the whole situation from last night and into today's ROH taping first again, because I got that notification from glory pro the promotion in St. Louis that Eddie Kingston was going to be there, but was injured and could not make that date. I believe peeking behind the curtain, we want to start this Eddie Kingston promo, but can't necessarily do the 10 out of 10 spots because Eddie is hurt. So Here he is on TV. Here's the start of the angle, but we can't hurt like he can't do anything. So a quick walk to the back and there you go. I think that's why we did that part. And again, that just goes based off of that email that I received from Glory Pro. Second, I think this is perfect for Eddie Kingston to do because I still believe in the back of my mind's brain that we're getting Eddie Kingston versus MJF. In the summer. Yeah, you heard it my mind's brain. In the yeah. back of
1: my mind's brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: And I think in the summer, we're getting Eddie Kingston versus MJF, but I think we need to keep them away from each other while we put a little bit of a rocket on Eddie Kingston, because if you do it in the same promotion, in my opinion... Then we might get, need to get to it sooner rather than later because everyone loves Eddie Kingston, right? He picks up four victories and does a fire promo, and everyone's saying, let's fucking do it now. Let's do it now. And it's like, well, we had plans for, like, MJF and, you know, uh, Claudio or Jon Moxley or, you know, someone else. And like he's actually the next after this. So do it over in Ring of Honor. Get him having some fun yeah. over there, and then bring him back over.
1: Eddie Kingston, we've been saying it forever, captures – the same thing that WWE i think recognizes in Kevin Owens but doesn't utilize to their fullest potential they use it on a short term easy cop out if you will of mm-hmm. everybody can identify with this person right they they aren't an athlete looking guy right like they they don't look like an athlete they're a fighter right they're fighting for everything they've ever gotten against all odds sometimes make poor decisions and put themselves up against those odds But fight their way out of it. And I feel like this is, Eddie Kingston is great for that. That's not necessarily what he's doing here with the Cesaro thing. I don't, you know what I mean? That's not the exact thing he's doing here, I don't feel like. But this is still going to be great based on the history of this. Not Cesaro, Claudio Castanoli, uh, Eddie Kingston thing, right? Like that's Mm going to be a good payoff for that. And again, hey, if you got Eddie Kingston on ROH, I'm going to give it a chance. I know that.
0: Of course. Yeah, 1 million percent. And, you know, uh, people who have li- listened to us long enough knows that Eddie Kingston is one of our favorites. So Eddie Kingston is a champion He's of your any best, right? promotion. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Love that guy. Face timed. Yeah. yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited to see because, as you mentioned, the history with him and Claudio and how Eddie Kingston can pull on real life things that may or may not have happened and bring that into a story, I think, is phenomenal. Uh, it's it's a lot of what MJF does really well, right? The like, well, did he get dumped by his fiance? Eddie Kingston does the same thing. Where on Twitter, leading into Dynamite, he's talking about how he needs to talk to the 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 powers that be because he's unhappy and all of this, and it leads right into an angle of he quits AEW. So, uh, yeah, both guys are amazing. I'm excited for when they do. Uh, get a program going, but in the interim, like you said, Ring of Honor needs something. Why not give them the best pro wrestler in the world? So, uh, but going back to this match, we, again, so those two take off and then we got Takeshita, Powerhouse Hobbs, AR Fox, Action Andretti, Sammy Guevara, uh, that Commander uh, fella. And we get spots galore. We get Commander running the ropes because I guess that's hurts more uh-huh. Um, Sammy Guevara and Action Andretti damn near really killed themselves because they did a <laughs> modified power bomb into a ladder that didn't hit 100. Yeah. So almost kind of a wreck off. of a match.
1: Yeah, almost pulled that off. But before we go too deeper, uh, too much deeper into this match, we did get a tweet the table about it, and so I'd like to throw that up there and remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at table show and use hashtag tweet the table, and we'll make you a star. Right here on the Spanish announce table, like at Brian underscore J underscore Bay Bay. He says it's about damn time. Oh, wrong one. He said, <laughs> Oh, did I lose it? Hold on, here we go. Uh-oh. And go. Look at there that. There it is. See, technical difficulties. Uh, same shit. He says, uh, <laughs> now we're gonna have to pull it up. Just keep talking, Tom. Let me pull it up. All right. Well,
0: <laughs> so with this match. There was a lot of train wreck kind of spots. Powerhouse Hobbs, as we get to the finish and we'll get to the tweak table, but the refs have to hold the broken ladder, which again, we all know it is not a real competition and they didn't have the referees in the shot, but like safety first, you know what I mean? I would hate to have powerhouse Hobbs go like, but the aesthetic would be that I am getting preferential treatment. So don't hold it for me. And it's like, okay, great. Well, then you just broke your leg. Cause you fell from the eighth rung from the top. And on top of that, if you caught it, he had to actually stand on the top of the ladder. He had to put both feet on top of the ladder because they put the, the butt ring up so high that they
1: couldn't really get to it. You know what I mean? I'm glad you said butt ring because now that we have the technical difficulties sorted out, Here on the Spanish announce table, we'll go back to that hashtag tweet table from at Brian J. Bay Bay who said ladder match for the big gold butt donut. Hashtag tweet the table. Now uh, yeah, I'm going to fire the producer for this show uh, for for all these technical difficulties. I want you to know that. Now, uh, yeah, what does he work for (laughs)
0: AEW? Yeah,
1: right. You know what I mean? Fuck that guy's family and his ability to feed them. doesn't matter. (laughs) No. Listen, um, the big old butt donut. I that again. I think it was cute and funny the first year when it was about the brass ring, right? But it's it's odd now. Like, how do you explain it? I guess you just explain it that way now, right? But it's it's an unsaid joke, which kind of gets lost, I think, on some folks.
0: However, don't you think uh, you know the rule of get them talking about anything is good. We're talking about it. You know what I mean? If it was a briefcase, we wouldn't say two things about it. Like he has the briefcase, but now we got the Sonic ring, the butt plug, the butt pad for when you have hemorrhoids, all this stuff. You know what I mean? And so, Hey, it's not the worst thing. And it's not so aesthetically unappealing to the general public that they would turn the channel. You know what
1: I mean? They would go like Jeffrey Sills in the chat here says it's the Sonic ring, which I think a lot of folks might just think of that, right? They think of coins in a video game, maybe. mm -hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not too distracting. I don't feel like, but it is, it is smirkish every time I see yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah.
0: So we get Powerhouse Hobbs picks up Love the victory. This. He yeah. will then be taking on uh, the TNT champion next week, which we have a TNT championship match at Revolution. And again, we'll get to our picks when we get to them. But post match, Hobbs is celebrating. Joe, who was on commentary, gets off of the commentary desk and starts to walk towards Hobbs. Hobbs starts to walk towards Joe and here comes Wardlow. And he's like, what's up motherfucker. I'm throwing hands with Joe. And then Hobbs sits back and he's laughing. He's like, look at these two dumb idiots. And that's kind of the segment. So what do you think about Wardlow and Joe? And then Hobbs is kind of, we've already done this once, but I guess we're going to maybe do it again.
1: Man, I feel like we're starting to play the hits here, right? We did. You mentioned earlier We've got Christian Jungle Boy, and now we're getting this Wardlow, Joe, Hobbs. Something now, Hobbs.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, now Hobbs will be next week, but right. yes, we've seen them in a triple threat, so that's where we're talking about. We've yeah. kind of seen this before. So uh
1: Jeffrey Sill says, I just want to see Takeshta Hobbs. I mean, that would. That'd be fun.
0: Yeah. Takeshta, I'm kind of
1: I get Rocky Maivia feels from Takeshita. Ooh, right?
0: that, that's a great – I was thinking Prince Iakea mm-hmm. from WCW, but Rocky Maivia is another good one. Yeah, that's a good yeah. – that's a good Where comment. you can
1: see, like, some athleticism here. You can see he's probably got some charisma somewhere, but it ain't – it ain't happening right now.
0: <laughs> I just – you know, one thing that's always been a kind of a side quest here, the, the one thing that's always been not appealing to me with New Japan is when you just tell me that they're a great wrestler. Cause that's not the fucking point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stories are the point we've beat this dead horse for years now, but to say it again, like I don't care if your finisher <clears throat> is a blue thunder bomb into a hurricane Rana or whatever the fuck.
1: Yeah. I, I want a story. You know, you know, I want a story and let me say why, like let's, let's turn this into a sports reference you know when people uh, you get people who who talk about uh these like well, the better team is this right and whatever and it's like I but that's not I I don't care I'm not necessarily there to watch a skills competition of the best versus the best I'm here to see you know sometimes David versus Goliath I'm here to see you know revenge stories I'm here to see like it's it's all of that mixed up it's all of the storylines that go along with the extra athleticism or the or or the competition, if you will, which that pro mm-hmm. wrestling is mimicking here, that, that you know, I, I don't need you to be the best team. It just so happens we root for the best team in NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs, who won the Super Bowl, as you can see on Tom's hat. By the way, Tom, I like that hat. But, you know, like, it's just, it's that. It's like, yes, great. He can be a great wrestler. He can do all the moves. As as we've said before, the moves don't matter. I need yeah. a storyline. And, and that's what's missing with Takeshta that I'm just, I, I don't feel like we're getting. I agree.
0: So we go backstage and we find out that the best friends are hurt. They can't be in the battle Royal tonight. And so Danhausen says, well, me and orange Cassidy, we're going to be in it. And orange Cassidy, who was obviously beat up from Morrissey's match uh, earlier in the show says fine. And then the interviewer is like, well, how do you feel about this? He's like, I don't care. Yeah. And so now Danhausen and orange Cassidy will be in our main event. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think about the best friends getting kicked to the curb? Dan Housen, Orange Cassidy take their spot.
1: How did you feel about that announcement? I'm getting some weird vibes from Orange Cassidy. Are we getting an Orange Cassidy? <clears throat> Maybe not a happy baby face anymore. His his whatever and his I don't care seemed a little bit more like mean-spirited this time mm. than they normally do. See, I was thinking that we might get a more
0: mean-spirited us-against-the-world's-best-friends where, hell, our own friends take our spot if we're hurt for a week. What the fuck's up with that? And then Orange I don't Cassidy, hate that idea. Mm-hmm. And Orange Cassidy, if you recall, kind of took a shortcut, even though he didn't intend to, when he beat Trent. So there could be also animosity about that moment as well. So I think best friends doing a war best friends and no one else is our friend. Like, he's my best friend, and I'm his best yeah. friend. But you ain't our best friend. I'm
1: just wondering, and we'll talk about it later, but, uh, you know, the the, aftermatch of, or the aftermath of that match that Dan Howes and Orange Cassidy are in also yeah. led me further down the path I was thinking. So we'll stay of tuned course. if you're watching yeah. live. And if you're podcasting, of course, stay tuned as well. Or fast forward if you really have to.
0: No, I wouldn't fast forward, because here you go. We got the fucking match of the night. It was Peter Avalon taking on Chris Jericho and this man, I love this guy, (laughs) but this was the biggest wasted opportunity Mm -hmm. in my book because we're doing Chris Jericho versus Peter Avalon because apparently Chris Jericho has to be on every fucking episode. And with Peter Avalon, we call him pretty Peter Avalon. They said it a couple times throughout the match. But we didn't get to see the pretty, pretty Peter Avalon. Look, we've sang that fucking song for years. Yeah, we three gave him the jabber entrance. Yeah, he comes out pulled on a bed when he's doing the Ric Flair like playgirl pose, and we didn't get any of it. Nope. We just got a code breaker and a one two three. Chris if the Jericho crowd wins. got it,
1: we didn't get it on TV.
0: Yeah, we didn't get it on TV. Uh, so yeah, Chris Jericho beats him in three minutes or something like that. And then he starts beating up Peter Avalon, Ricky Starks then runs down for the save, which here again, I will point out. You got to make it make sense, everyone. Why weren't the wingmen, Peter Avalon's group, out there to help him as well? Huh? Why is it just Ricky Starks? Makes no fucking sense to me. Now, Ricky Starks did the checking my back because I know something's going to happen. And it fucking did.
1: Like, come on, you know? Pretty Peter is a character we can tell so many more stories with. I don't know why we're not getting more of guys like this. Like, I I just, I don't, am I, am I missing something here? Right? Like the, it's not just <laughs> not comedic value that he provides with coming out, but you can then use that and his, you know what I mean? Like his demeanor that is comedic in nature to cause the ire of other folks in the back, right? Like I just yeah, it, I think he's so good at what he does and he can capture like it's something that non hardcore wrestling fans, mainstream fans can attach to. When you see Pretty Peter, in about 5 seconds you get it, right? You understand mm-hmm. this character. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think if you added the best elements of Harvey Whippleman and Rockstar Spud from TNA, I, Pretty Peter Avalon can do all of those things. You know what I mean?
1: Great analogy, Tom. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm a wrestling oh, fan. Damn. Yeah, contrary to what a lot of people say about me, I like this shit.
1: Uh, I'm a wrestling uh, fan. That might be the title yeah, of this episode. I'm a wrestling
0: <laughs> fan. Goddamn it! Uh, so then after this, uh, we get the Hangman promo, and he says essentially he is ready to take everything from John Moxley. Because John Moxley is taking everything away from Hangman. Took away his best friend in Evil Uno. Took away his memories from the concussion. And now he took away his championship, or he took away his championship opportunity when the match that he got knocked out in happened. And so now he's coming for Moxley. And he says, he may not be the animal Moxley is, but for one night he can be. And whoo, isn't that the country cowboy slogan? I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm good once as i ever yeah. as was. That's essentially what he said here. So, John, yeah. well, we'll get to our picks here, but how'd you feel after both prom- promos?
1: After both promos, I come away with this thought of, like, man, this is great. The story they're telling has been good and very believable and understandable. The one thing I think it's missing is a clear-cut antagonist and protagonist. I like that. Now, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's different, right? So, therein yeah. lies, like, it's different than everything else going. I, I the thing is there won't be any rooting for anybody in this match. It's just going to be who is going to beat the actual bloody shit out of the other guy. And how far are they going to take this?
0: Tim, we're not going to be rooting for someone. We're not going to be rooting. Well, this is a hangman shit
1: like, okay, podcast over yeah,
0: here. Come on. God damn it. <laughs> what I like about this is similar to what you said it feels like the 2023 version of babyface versus babyface but they're not fucking corny like cody right it's not america versus hard work and it's like no i've got issues john moxley has issues he obviously has a demon inside of him that he has to continually push down but it bubbles up And that's why he's a fucking animal and John or excuse me. And then hangman Adam page is this supremely ultra talented pro wrestler with the confidence of a rookie. And he keeps on succeeding despite his own belief in himself. And then what the fuck happens when he gets pushed into a corner by this fucking animal? That's John Moxley. Like it's fuck. This is the best story that they're telling like MKF and and (laughs) Brian Danielson. I get it. It's for the championship. And that means the higher status, because that's just conventional wisdom. But the best fucking story is going to be and has been this Hangman versus John Moxley. I think this is going to be the match of the night, a Texas Death Match. And if you catch it, they both just say it, Texas Death.
1: Like it's not, yeah, it's not a Texas Sunday. Death Match, just Texas yeah. Death.
0: And you're like, fuck, because that sounds like that has history and its words. They should right? just
1: stop. AEW as a whole should just stop saying a texas death match they should just say in texas death
0: (laughs) yeah it's time for texas death
1: next year it's fill in the blank wrestler a versus you know wrestler b in texas death
0: yeah and it's and it's awesome because another thing that i like about it is it's not in texas i like that sometimes when you know it's, yeah, in California. Oh, it's, it's
1: If we're in Houston, we're doing a Texas death match. Yeah. If we're in Chicago, it's a Chicago street fight.
0: Right. But this is Texas death, but it's in fucking San Francisco. So that even kind of makes it a little bit yeah. more weird. Yeah. Uh, I, I am so excited. Yeah. Like I said, I think this is going to be the match of the night. This might be, I might cry. I might fucking cry of just the enjoyment from this match.
1: This has all the making for the of match of the year. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't I'm can't. excited for the picks. Stay tuned. If you're watching us live uh, for the picks, we're going to do some AEW revolution predictions. Excited for that. By the way, so after, uh, by the way, pause, Tom, I, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to tell everybody that we have a shirt available for sale on pro wrestling tees.
0: Can I tell you something?
1: This is what yeah. I would do.
0: I would do the combo pick of what we're both wearing. Obviously go to pro wrestling mm-hmm. search Spanish downs table. Pick up that shirt right there. But then obviously you're gonna want something to accompany it. Well, who else but fucking Terry Funk Funk You University? Get that shirt with it. Get the quick little bundle. Now it's not bundled together, you have to do it yourself. But I tell you what, the best one-two punch in pro wrestling t-shirts is the Spanish announce table and the funkster Terry Funk Funk You University.
1: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All
0: right. So then after the break, uh Christian Cage is out for a chat. And, man, he is so fucking good at being yeah. a prick. Low-key, I think my favorite thing throughout this entire promo was the consistent raising of Renee's hand to his mouth for the yeah. microphone to be better placed. And she would just roll her fucking eyes like, Yeah, it's fine. And he's like, no, 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 just right here. No, and you it just would make no difference. It. Right. Yeah, it would make no difference to the microphone. Yeah. But she, he just kept doing it every <laughs> single time. And she's like fucking yeah i hate oh
1: i love how he comes swinging hot out of the gate when he's like oh yeah by the way he's like let me stop you there uh he's like san francisco i want to let you know i feel the same way i can't wait to not come back here for another 10 years yeah (laughs) he's the best he's so good at that just like just sleaze you know what i mean like he walks out in a turtleneck you're already like look at this fucking guy right like he just knows how Mm -hmm. to just get under your skin it's good stuff it's good stuff love christian
0: so he gives his narrative of why he's going after jungle boy again. And it's because jungle boy said he wants to be a singles champion. And Christian says over my dead body. Cause I'm going to be a singles champion. Two things about that, that I have questions about one. We're not saying which one it is.
1: What? Any singles title.
0: Yeah. Atlantic TNT tag trios. FTW. Uh, well, are, yeah, FTW heavyweight. You're going for the ring of honor. You're going for the pure. Like you didn't say any of that stuff, but that's fine. That's just splitting hairs. The other thing that I have a question about is where, that's Luchas the way Doris? where they can
1: say he has a goal, but not actually have to put him up in contention. Or well, title. <laughs> I think this, I think
0: this feud yeah. would be rejuvenated and more interesting if it did involve a champion, because in my opinion, I think we have ran the course of Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Even in this promo, he ran back, even though he's one of the best promos, he ran back the, your dad's dead. And it's like, I mean, if you if you hit me hard with hey, an insult, that's going to hurt the first time. Well, but that's going to hurt the first time, you tell me. But yeah. by the sixth or seventh time, I'm just going to be like, yeah, we know he's yeah, you dead. You already said
1: that. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Like, then it kind of falls flat.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, we mentioned this earlier with the uh, Hobbs-Joe-Wardlow thing, where this just feels like, all right, we have to run it back because we kind of had to pull up lame when it happened the first time. But I kind of wish we didn't. I wish we would have just moved on. Christian could be doing this to anybody.
0: I agree. that Yes, I 100% agree. Now, with this, uh, we do get his uh, promo interrupted by a video package from Jungle Boy digging a grave. And he's crying thinking about the memories he had with Christian and then how Christian had betrayed him and then also gave him a concerto. He also shows the fact he couldn't pull the trigger on his concerto to Christian, but then how he was able to when Christian helped him. So maybe that plays into the story. I will say he didn't say anything, which is good,
1: but that was a cool promo or that was a cool video package. I liked it. It was, except... (laughs) Pro wrestling in general, I feel is bad at this and may, again, maybe I just have too high a standard of realism where if you produce this, like I know what it takes to produce a video segment that long Mm -hmm. and, and and set up a a video shoot like that, Mm -hmm. it's inherently acting. You know what I mean? Like, if he's sitting there crying, shoveling, digging dirt with a camera in his face under here and, here, and then over here, and then over here, and then over here, all realism is gone. Like, you plan this out, right? Like, you plan Jungle Boy you, if I'm to believe the character. You planned a video shoot to make it look like you were going through all of these existential crisis moments here, right? Like, and that that's where it gets a little lost on I me, mean, just pro wrestling in general, right? yeah. It's, it's, it's a little more believable if somebody follows Jungle or finds Jungle Boy out digging a grave out in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing, you crazy person? He's like, fuck you, <laughs> right? Like, is going off the rails, right? Maybe that's a little more believable. So to me, like, it's not the greatest, right? You know, it's more than we've gotten out of Jungle Boy, so I don't want to complain, right? Like, hey, this is something more than just, hey, everybody, wave your arms and sing the song, <laughs> right? Like, so, yeah, I'm fine with it, I guess. I liked it. I like it because I do I like the even if
0: you do stay in cavefave that he said, I'm gonna show you the efforts I'm going into that will fucking ruin your life. And I'm gonna show you how much yeah. it means to me. Because how many times have we seen Jungle Boy cry? Zero, right? True. Yeah. So I like the Yeah, you know, I guess it's worse is
1: you paid a company and they artistically dressed it up and you're like, all right, whatever, fuck it. As long as you saw yeah. digging dig in the grave, fuck it.
0: Yeah. And you got the uh, tombstone of Christian Cage's name. So
1: yeah, so it looks like Sunday night that will be a match,
0: so we'll give our picks on that again when the time comes. But after this well, we hold get on back real quick, Jeffrey
1: Sills in the chat wants to chime in on this. And he says the grave should have been for his old persona because Jungle Boy won't pull the trigger when it's needed, but Jack Perry will. That could have been fine if thing. we maybe if we maybe pulled him away, right?
0: But we don't know that. Yeah, we
1: don't know that, but you know, maybe that's still to be told. Maybe that's still to be
0: told maybe he does the concerto and then he does this video package the next week and he doesn't put Christian in there, but he, he fills the, fills the jungle grave. Boy. Yeah. And it was jungle, jungle boy, boy the entire time. Yeah.
1: Cause when I, when I pulled that trigger, I ceased to be the innocent jungle boy. And now I'm Jack Perry. Now I'm Jack Perry. Assassin.
0: Jack Perry I'm sounds like an assassin, doesn't it? It sounds yeah. like it sounds like a, a, a Mission Impossible villain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anyhow, uh, yeah. FTW Assassin championship match next. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so we get a title match, sort of. It's the FTW <sighs> title match, Matt Hardy versus Hook. The stipulation here is that if Hook wins, he gets Stokely Hathaway by himself. The firm cannot be ringside. And so we got a lot on the line for Matt Hardy to win this match for Stokely Hathaway spoiler alert. It doesn't happen. Hook gets the victory. Matt Hardy taps out fairly quickly and then even acknowledges. Oh man, he really got me shucks. That really stinks. As Stokely Hathaway is going right. to have to fight this guy without <laughs> us. Darn.
1: Damn it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And I sent this to you. Which is good uh,
1: because, you know, Stokely Hathaway, for what we've said, how good he is on the mic and everything, he's never been portrayed as like an actual competent evil mastermind. He's attempting to be an evil mastermind and he fumbles his way through it. So here, it's like, ah, I got you. I'm going to do Matt. It's like, Matt hates you and is only doing this out of contractual (laughs) obligation. So if he just loses the match, I'm mm -hmm. surprised we didn't get a finger poke of doom. That would have been a better story even.
0: That would have been fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and if you go to his Twitter account, his Twitter, first off, if you're not following Stokely Hathaway, you need to. That is mm-hmm. probably the best Twitter follow in the entire app
1: itself. Well, but it's where you can learn out, things like the worst
0: crime you can commit is dick riding without
1: a license. Sage advice.
0: And then he also gives the video of the police or excuse me, of the prisoner. Singing to the judge about how he's sorry, and he also apologizes to the defendant. If you haven't seen the video, it's hilarious, and that's what he sends to Hook as a uh precursor to their Side match. Note, that I think it's what happening.
1: did that poor soul uh, on the defense stand think was gonna that's happen? He was gonna move the crowd, yeah, with maybe.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> know, he movies. wasn't a terrible singer, I'm not gonna say, yeah. but he wasn't like. He wasn't the voice of a generation to try to get yourself out of murder charges or whatever. It was. Hey, we don't know what the judge said. That video ended. That's yeah, you know? no, true. He yeah. Maybe he's walking free today. Maybe he's watching the show. I don't know. We hey, love you. Thanks. Appreciate the support. Buy a shirt. Hey, after this
0: match, you know what time it is, Tim. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. Right before well, the main right event. Right before the main event. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do know what so time it's, it is. It's time. Time. For. Four. Four. The, the women!
0: women. Woo. Yes. And we get My clockwork, two, Tony Khan. And we get two former champions. We get Rio taking on Tony Storm. And halfway through this match, we get Dr. Britt Baker DMD and Jamie Hayter go down to the ringside, cause the distraction. Rio gets the roll-up victory on Tony Storm. Tony Storm then brawls with Britt Baker, and they go to the back and they're brawling out. And now we get Tony, or excuse me, now we get Soraya, Jamie Hayter, and then Ruby Soho walks down and she hits both of them. Again, I will say, I like your music, Ruby Soho, and that's it. That's it. You're not a good actor. Not a good actor. Right?
1: Yeah. Yes, I agree. And, I mean, we'll save the predictions for later, but I'm just, I, I'm a little worried about this storyline and, and and if it's going to be able to deliver what I think they're going to try to deliver on.
0: What I'm nervous about is how Tony Khan is aggressively online and he saw the, well, it's going to be the WWE women versus the homegrown women. And he then says, Oh, you think you fucking know what I'm going to book? And now he's changing it on the fly. And now it's some convoluted bullshit that no one gives a shit about. That's what I'm afraid of. But that was the match. And then uh we get our main event. So mm-hmm. technically that was right before the main event. We do get an extra segment, which we'll get to, but the main event match was the casino tag team battle royal, and Tim, this match, not this match, not this specific match, but generally speaking, uh, this match sucks. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> yeah. like the two yeah. come out, and one of you can win. Like if if one gets eliminated, you're both gone. In my book, that's how it should be. I don't like the he
1: got eliminated, hate- but the other one stays. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate the idea of that like i've seen it done both ways i think the you're eliminated when your tag team partner gets eliminated stipulation works great if you're going to tell in that story a tag team is breaking up right Mm -hmm. if you're going to use it Mm -hmm. in that substance here i don't hate the idea of like hey listen you're both in there but you know if one of you is eliminated the other person can still fight for the team right because you can even use that for like a well, since I pulled my weight, you can almost use it for the same storyline. I, so I don't right. hate it either way, but I just, it, I, the Battle Royals period for me in main event settings only work it like the Royal Rumble because they put such high stakes on the win, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a mania championship thing. It's like the, the pinnacle of what we're all told to believe wrestlers achieve from their very first ever desire to be a wrestling fan, right? Mm-hmm. Is win the title at WrestleMania. So that I, I feel like gets a pass from the rest of these. It's, I don't remember much about any battle Royal or Royal Rumble other than how the kind of the outcome was, right? Everything else is fun, but it kind of starts to get lost because there's just so much going on.
0: Well, the other thing I don't like about this matchup is it's all, except for one team, losers from the previous week. So it's just uh, a second yeah. chance battle Royal. Uh-huh. I don't like that. And now, again, as mentioned earlier, best friends cannot compete. So then we've get Orange Cassidy and Danhausen taking their spot. Go ahead. Looks like you want to say something. Go
1: ahead. Well, Jeffrey Still says this match was basura. Uh, this four way tag match is going to be WWE bad.
0: Yeah. No, well, let's we'll talk about it when we get to it. But I <laughs> firmly disagree.
1: Um, well, you agree that the match was garbage.
0: Yeah, but the tag match you don't think
1: will be WWE bad?
0: No, no, nothing in AEW can be WWE bad except for Jericho, and that's because he's a WWE. Jeff Jarrett.
1: Jeff Jarrett's worse than WWE. Yeah,
0: it's he's it's the worst,
1: but it's gonna be fun because he he's TNA bad. He's yeah, he's TNA TNA rolling into Impact bad.
0: And and again, one of the reasons why I don't like this match is because in my aesthetics or however you want to say it, when I see, for example, I don't know if this actually happens, but for example, for example, if Yuta gets eliminated in my mind, I say Blackpool combat clubs done, but then I've got to remember, Oh no, Claudia was still available. Like that's where it's like, I'm having to do these mental gymnastics where it's like, okay. But no, that still means now carry the two. And so he's still here. It's that fucking just, it's too much. It's it's too convoluted for me. But for this Canada match, you know. you know what I mean. That's what it feels yeah. like. Turn left, cough. Give your fucking blood type. All this bullshit, you know. Um, but the victory yeah. comes to Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Mm. So it's going to be at the pay per view. Your champions, Gun Club, aka Ass Boys, former champions, the acclaimed Team TNA, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett. And Orange Cassidy and Dan <laughs> How much fucking fun is this
1: going to be? Yeah.
0: Dan Housen with the acclaimed?
1: Oh, God. It's going to be so much fun. I, this is where I started to think more along the lines of, are we getting that Orange Cassidy heel turn? Because Dan Housen made the save, right? That's where I, I said it sounded more mean-spirited. Now Dan Housen gets the save. I wonder if we're going to get Orange Cassidy jealous. But you kind of reminded me that's what the the best friends have been doing already. So uh, maybe we just, it plays into this match, but later we get an eventual, they're all just like, man, 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 just the mega powers explode more on that wow, later, I guess. So with our picks.
0: Yeah. That would be so sad. Yeah. That's so not that giving was... the
1: people what they want, by the way. No,
0: not at all. So that was the main event, but we have one more segment and it's an interview segment with Brian <laughs> Danielson and Brian Danielson comes out and he just goes into his promo essentially says he wants the world title and then here comes mjf and mjf looking like his shit doesn't stink waddling out there swinging as a dick goes to say something and brian danielson says shut the fuck up now again i'm paraphrasing here but he's like shut up i'm tired of you shut the hell up shut up and then he runs down mjf I said he even says at one point the only thing that mjf deserves is that his fiance left him like, fuck, man, that's a, yeah, that's that a deep line. dig. Yeah, And a great line. And he puts the fear of God <laughs> in MJF, and it ends with one of the most baller lines to end an AEW Dynamite episode. You are going to get your fucking head kicked in! <laughs> oh, it was so fucking great. Love it. And that's how we end the episode. Yeah. So...
1: Interesting. I don't recall Revolution. too many of these where we've ended on like an interview segment on Dynamite. That's it true. Happened, but I don't recall it. It's not very often. It's not even no. very often, even in like in the WWE side of things, I don't think, where you end on an interview segment.
0: Yeah, I mean, WWE has more of those type of endings just because of the history of their company. But yes, for AEW specifically, I think the last one that I can remember was yeah. the uh, contract signing with Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. Remember when they were really getting into each yep. other and cutting each other down. And then Don Callis was the camera guy, you know, and he fucking did all this stuff. Is and that took the them
1: out. 69 me Don days? No, 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 no. That uh, was
0: after, that was after the extreme barbed wire match yes. where they made fun of Eddie right. Kingston covering John Moxley. And he's like, Oh, look at me. 69 me Don. i <laughs> best.
1: The fucking yeah, they had that Skinny overhead baby. shot. Even he's like sixty-nine. We <laughs> done. You can did tell Don is like, "Oh, we're doing this." All right. <laughs> it was the best.
0: So that's our AEW Dynamite recap, and that leads us right into our pay per view on Sunday yes. night. Yes. Mm -hmm. aew
1: revolution tim you have the card you want to go through it i do have the card up i'm excited and we're going to make some predictions and we challenge you if you're watching us live right now get your predictions in as we're doing it of course but you will be listening to this hopefully before sunday so get your predictions into us at hashtag tweet the table and then we'll just see if you were right right we'll see how Mm -hmm. cool you were versus us We're we're clearly cooler, but, you know. AEW Revolution. Tom, you ready for this? I've got this up on this is CNET.com, but this was posted today based on the most recent things. It's off of CNET.com because AEW, swing and a miss, doesn't put the card up for the events on their website. Mm, That's
0: unfortunate.
1: Don't like that. That Poor form. Poor form. But let's go right here. So, by the way, don't sue us if I'm getting something wrong, right? Blame CNET and... As another caveat, we're doing this on Thursday night, March 2nd. So Rampage is not aired and we do not read the spoilers. So we don't know. AEW tag team championships are on the line. As you mentioned, the guns, the current champions taking on the acclaimed, the former champions versus Jay Lethal. And, oh, they don't have Jay Lethal is with um, Jarrett, right? Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett. versus mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Ta- I mean, we, we talked about the story and how we got here with all these teams, but this is basically either the guns or the acclaimed, right? I don't know. Do you think I Orbs Cassidy know. and Dan Housel might pull this down? Or what do you got? What do you so, got? What's your prediction?
0: So we've done the all-atlantic champion is also another champion when Pac was the trios champion and then the all-atlantic champion. So it's not like AEW has never done that before. So a double champ could easily happen. Now, I think the safest and like if I were to put money on it is uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal are taking the pin to one of the three teams. I think if we're betting money or we're really taking this serious and not just doing for funsies, I think the ass boys get the victory because Billy Gunn says fuck the acclaimed. And so that's how we're going to get ass boys with the victory and there yeah, you
1: go. I think you're spot on. I think Billy Gunn gives the KCCP to Max Caster. and mm-hmm. I think, and I think we get the Guns celebrating with Daddy reunited, all hugs. Uh, and yeah, we we continue the Acclaim versus the Guns saga, but the Acclaimed this is their kind of breaking away from Daddy ass. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, Jeffrey Sills in the chat says the guns are winning and Dan Housen is taking that pin. I think easy cool. yeah, nah. no,
0: well, nah. if it's Dan Housen could definitely take the pin and not have anything yeah, it's happen true. to him. True,
1: true, but true. But I, I, I still that. think it's them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is winning this. This is the easiest call to make because if he doesn't, Jesus Christ, it either kills the Ricky Starks character or we've got to do this again. And we might
0: do it again because we probably have a a W special event name and it's going <laughs> to, you know, do something like that. that I wouldn't be shocked. I would Ugh. not be shocked if that happens. I'm going to go with Ricky Starks, though, because I feel as if. We know that this is done. I think Chris Jericho's next chapter, because it seems like breaking the the fourth wall and peeking behind the curtain, it looks like he wants to do action Andretti. It feels as if we had Ricky Starks on the book, so let's just go back to that to get to this pay per view. But then after that, I want to work with this guy, and so don't be shocked if the JS come down there, action Andretti comes down, he costs Jericho the match, and then Jericho has his sights on him. Ricky Starks then hopefully. Look, I know we already did it once, but have them call out MJF again. Say, hey, we both won, you know,
1: spoiler alert,
0: but we both won our matches at the pay-per-view. Let's run this back, motherfucker.
1: You know, as much as AEW has, we applaud them for taking that chance, right? They'll throw random name you've probably never heard of out there for several weeks in a row to try to see if they'll catch fire. But there's been so many examples of somebody starting to catch fire and they just don't strike while the iron is hot. Orange Cassidy at one point, we would have put the world title on him. You know, still what mean? like it was still my. But like there was a time where he was on top and they just didn't do it right. Ricky Starks, I I feel like they just kind of missed the hottest point. Ricky Starks was when everybody was behind him. Hook, same thing, right? Like I think they they don't know it when they see it. But they keep trying to find it, and here we are with Action Andretti, Lee Moriarty for the 17th time. Whenever they try him again, right? Where it's just like, "Hey, man, I, some aren't working." It's clear pretty early, but they don't seem to pick up on the ones that aren't working pretty early.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. I think the hardest thing, especially with someone like Ricky Starks, is they don't prepare for. Oh shit! This guy's a thing, and. Whether this is for better or for worse, they say MJF's next opponent is going to be with Brian Danielson. So they they continue with that. Now that's a kind of your preference thing because we've heard the horror stories of Vince McMahon shows up day of WrestleMania, rips up the script, and now we've got this disjointed, weird ass finish, and it doesn't make sense to a story. That now, what the fuck is this? Right? So there's pros and cons. Sure, I agree with you. I do think. They've missed sometimes big moment spots when we were in Chicago and the acclaim versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, for an example. But they do get there. It's not always yeah. on time, but they will get there.
1: Uh, Jeffrey Sills in the chat says, Action Andretti comes out to help Jericho and joins the Jazz Holes.
0: No, why would he do that? He already beat well, Jericho. Why, why would he- not? Money.
1: Whoa. Fucking money. It's clear this
0: guy was better than you. Hold on. But now he, no, because that's the Garcia story. We already did this
1: with Garcia. Yeah, but Jericho loves to do the thing over and over again. Nah, that's too many people. That's too many people. Not for fuck. (laughs) Jericho loves, they had 12 people in that group at one point.
0: You get what I'm saying, though. That's
1: that. I don't think
0: that. I mean, hey, look, it could, right? I'm not saying it won't
1: shock me if it doesn't.
0: Won't shock me, but is. I I wouldn't put money on it. I would not bet on that. But we'll see. We shall, well, the odds we'll see. might
1: be good. You might bet on because of the odds. Throw a fiver on that.
0: Isn't that return. fucking weird that you can bet on pro wrestling?
1: Yeah, they they advertise DraftKings. You can go. on I kind of want to do it. Just throw some fibers down on some. I kind of want to meet.
0: Well, yeah. I want to meet one of these fucking writers and be like, just throw me and I'll split half. Like, yeah. how the fuck does that not happen?
1: Oh, I'm sure it does. now. Now, oh, trust it sure me. it does trust me. I'm sure the very, writers very... are throwing some info out to some folks.
0: Well, but I am again. I am very familiar with trying to manipulate the betting lines for DraftKings, as I have had some personal friends do that and not be successful. You can look that up. Well, they were time. successful,
1: and that's what got them caught, right? <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, they went yeah. one
0: time too many. But yeah. I still, yeah, just generally speaking, I would just do a hundred dollars. Every other pay per view on, there will be three chair shots in the John Moxley Hangman match. You know what I mean? It's like nothing crazy and not get all. Yeah, it's but like what you are the like the
1: the John Moxley will bleed. That is like minus well, yeah. two thousand five hundred, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. those, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah, you do it just like you cheat on a test. You can't get a hundred percent. You get an eighty nine. You get an eighty five. Like right. you get my ninety, but you never get a hundred because then that's when it calls you out,
1: right? Yeah, you can't take the bizarre one and you dump a million dollars on it. And then they go, well, what did you know here, right? It's a long con. Well, you got to play the long con with that as well.
0: Well, that's what happened with my yeah, friends. Well, but... I
1: know that's what yeah. uh <laughs> So. Friend of the show. even <laughs> He was on the yeah. show. I beat yeah. him in
0: an ECW trivia contest. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That was fun.
0: All right, what's the next matchup?
1: <laughs> the next matchup is. For the AEW TNT Championship, the champion Samoa Joe, the king of television, defends against Wardlow. This is a tough call. I could see it going either way, but I feel like Joe wins. What? Yeah. I guess, I mean, they are trying to push Wardlow again, so it wouldn't make it would make sense to kill him off, but like, didn't we already do this with Wardlow and it didn't work? Well, but what are we going to do with Powerhouse Hobbs?
0: It's powerhouse Hobbs is the heel.
1: Takes on Joe. I got, oh yeah, but Joe's a heel, huh? Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, you're probably right. Wardlow yeah. probably wins.
0: Wardlow he can he can't, he can't uh, cut his hair and then lose. You know? He looks smaller with the haircut if that can be possible. He looked even yeah. more lean with us with a buzz cut than he did with his long hair. No, no. Wardlow is fine. I, 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 my problem and I'm saying this as a Taz fan Taz was in my Taz is in my top five I am saying this as a Taz mark but when your gimmick is the biggest baddest toughest and you're not even bigger than two thirds of the roster kind of falls flat because he's also not doing crazy ass moves you know to Taz's credit He was throwing Bam Bam Bigelow through the fucking ring and he was doing all these crazy shit. Wardlow's doing Swanton
1: Bomb. We need more of a playboy gimmick because I'll I'll give him this. He's a handsome guy, right? So let's get him back in the suits. Let's get him, you know what I mean? Let's maybe not make him a baby face. Let's let him like being schemy here, right? Like let's let him try to use his like good looks and, you know, or whatever for his advantage, right? Or just give him,
0: in my opinion, I wouldn't make him a heel, I would just make him more of a John Moxley baby face where it's like, he doesn't give a fuck about your opinion, but he's going to, you're going to like him. You know what I mean? Like John Moxley. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: exactly. Something like that. So uh, yeah, but I got Wardlow to retain. Cause then Samoa Joe has to go to ring of honor to put some stories there for their next pay-per-view coming up.
1: Jeffrey still says Wardlow wins, but they're going to push him the right way this time. I think, with a new look, he will do a new finisher, and maybe it's time to get away from the power bomb symphony,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. like you're not doing more do than though? setting him sing. I think you should do a high flying move, not the Swanton bomb, but something similar to yeah, that. Christian right, right,
1: right. right. yeah. Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry is winning this. Hmm. unless we get luchasaurus comes back
0: that's what i'm thinking
1: that's the swerve we're all not expecting because they have not mentioned the guy's name ah but we talked about he's embroiled in a in a lawsuit right well can he just come out with a new mask ah but would that give into the lawsuit they'd be like you know you were wrong yeah Mm. i don't know drops
0: the gimmick just comes out as himself
1: He's Austin, gonna be Jack
0: Perry. I'm fuck? gonna be, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be Stone Cold Steve Austin or whatever the fuck. The
1: Austin, what's, is. what's his fuck? I think his name is Austin. I don't know. He was on for Big sure. Brother, right? Or one of them fucking shows.
0: I don't know. I just found out about this fucking uh, Impractical Jokers from you from a couple weeks ago. Now I'm seeing fucking ads for it. It's so weird how TVs work and all the shit, all the media. We talked about yeah. it once and now I'm seeing it on my ads before YouTube yeah. and I'm like, how the yeah. fuck?
1: Oh, my, oh, my, daughter, my daughter is Christ. shopping for a new car and sent me a couple of things you know to be like dad what is what is this you know is this good or not and now everything when i scroll is car mass. looking for a new car looking for a new car looking for a new... like Fah. yeah <laughs> everything um
0: but yeah with this what do we say in here we're gonna say
1: oh we already did our picks right I, i'm i'm saying christian cage win or no oh, you did Jungle did boy wins uh, jack Perry you say Boy? excuse me so yeah. here's my
0: thought yeah because i was doing my deep thought hmm.
1: mm-hmm. so here's the thought.
0: <laughs> You can't necessarily do jungle boy gets jumped by Luchasaurus because we did that at all out when jungle boy got turned by Luchasaurus and Christian cage one. So we can't really do that.
1: Or maybe gets the better of it this time.
0: Well, but here's the but, may possibly, but then we, I don't think we can necessarily do the jungle boy overcomes because we did that with Luchasaurus in a cage match, which was fucking rad, but I I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think we get a schmoz. I think Jungle Boy, but it continues. That's what I'll say. Jungle Boy, but it continues. And this is where I think they're going to pivot and say, we want singles gold. We're tired of each other. But then they get wrapped into a triple threat for all Atlantic championship or something like that.
1: I agree with Jeffrey Seals in the chat. Jack Perry wins and does the concerto.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 He pulls the trigger. Yeah.
1: Yep. Thwap. All right, AEW Women's Championship match: Jamie Hader, the champion, defending against Soraya and Ruby Soho. So now I'm torn. Do I? Th- I, I feel like it's what you said, but it's still the same. I where Tony Khan said, "Oh, it's going to be this WWE girls versus AEW girls." It's not that now. It's just this triple threat title match, but it's still the same thing. We don't know which way Ruby Soho leans. And during the match, she's going to be conflicted on who to kind of help in these moments where she's got a chair and can maybe hit either one or whatever it is. And the whole time, we're not expecting it. In comes the low blow to to Jamie Hayter from Britt Baker. And I guess give Soraya the victory. That's what I'm going with.
0: Mm. That's, I don't even that like it. It all when makes I said sense it. now. I don't believe it, it all makes sense. It <laughs> yeah. all makes right. sense because mm-hmm. I think I think the turning point comes the way I see it in my mind's brain is Ruby Soho is standing over Soraya and Jamie Hayter. Maybe the, the both of them are on all fours to expose their back, you know, and she has the chair and she's like ah ah, and then Britt Baker comes in, fucking gives her that super kick K-C-C-P. to the face. But yeah, gives her the super kick. She falls. She picks up the chair, looks at Soraya, and then, whop, hits Jamie Hayter. Soraya oh, then gets the victory. Over. Yep. And I don't even think we you got to hit Hader. I think she just
1: – Ruby's about to hit somebody. She doesn't know who, right? We're all like, who's she going to hit? Who's she going to hit? Who's she going to hit? And then she gets a, the Ric Flair uppercut to the ovaries, and then she just drags Soraya over, and everybody's like – what right like everybody's like what the fuck instead of dragging jamie hater when they were both laying there prone
0: yeah that actually would be I I like that better because then Jamie Hader says I didn't lose. Like I didn't lose this match, but I lost my title and Britt Baker broke my heart. So now I'm fucking pissed.
1: Yeah. Cause this is where Jeffrey Sills in the chat. He says, if they take the belt off Jamie Hader, I'm boycotting. She has to have the Britt Baker story still. So I think she'll have that Britt Baker story. However, Soraya is going to be the champ. And now she's got to like, it'll be interesting to see how they tell why, right? Why? Well, it could just be she's a
0: legend. I need to learn from people who aren't a rookie like Jamie Hayter. She could say something like that. but Then that would position them different because my my whole theory was that Britt Baker is the Hulk Hogan, right? So the the leader, but if you put the yeah, but if you put the belt on Soraya, no, so I'm changing my fucking mind. It's Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter wins and we flirt with it. We flirt with Britt Baker did something that seemed fucking weird. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. What was that? And then ooh, Fuck. Yeah. got it right there. Got that motherfucker. Look at this. This fucking rules when I'm awesome. Uh, sorry, Tony. Yeah. So Jamie Hader picks up Mm. the victory, but Britt Baker on accident, maybe grabbed her foot when she went into the ropes, something similar to that, like a almost
1: cost her the match.
0: Yeah. And then Jamie Hader's like, what the fuck? Right. So then she wins. I'm the champion. You know, then Britt Baker's like, Hey, after the pay-per-view she says maybe on rampage or dynamite hey it's time for me to be the dmd of this division she gets a couple victories then we do another triple threat with tony storm or soraya one of those two and then that's when soraya and Britt baker team up Britt baker gets the championship check out my
1: pussy yeah look at my tits all right (laughs) (laughs) aew trios championship match the elite versus the house of black and i think we're going to get the titles change hands here yeah i think everyone knows that
0: they need it more than the elite and the elite need to be doing some more fun things
1: now do we get something actually spooky out of the house of black
0: sting joins he's the leader
1: No, here's what happens. I bet Buddy Murphy wins in a fucking roll-up on Nick Jackson because it's that style of wrestling that they all like. The the jumps, the kicks, the flips, the, the overthought-of spots that are ill-timed. All right. We will get, I we'll don't get know the House about of Black that. wins.
0: I think the House of Black wins. I think Brody King is the one who says, I'm the fucking— I'm the the bully in the playground and he fucks up all three of them. And even like, this is where I think if you're going to be spooky, you're going to be this, like, we're, we're aligned because of our belief in a devil or whatever it is. You know, this is where Brody King, how I would do it again, if I have the pen slaughter some folks, well, I would have him fucking run through the elite. And then when like uh, Malachi and buddy are like, Hey, high five. He's like, what the fuck you think this is? Like he looks at them and I like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, cool, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, huh? We're gonna you do think this shit.
1: Yeah, you guys think we've been following a higher power? Who the fuck do you think he is? Yeah, I All mean, right. maybe maybe not <laughs> yeah. that,
0: but maybe yeah. get him, maybe get him to to do spots where, oh shit, he could. I think he could kill everyone on yeah. the roster. <laughs> Almost
1: as if like, hey, don't get us too angry. Or or we're gonna unleash the right. beast on you. Yeah. I don't hate that idea either. I would like something somewhat spooky that would cause the Young Bucks to maybe be like, What the fuck just happened to us? Right? Like mm-hmm. and maybe get them off of the like, hey, we're all dressed like the Midnight Rockers for a little bit, right? Like a little bit of a change from the Young Bucks wouldn't wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Go through some, I think go through some dark times, right?
0: Yeah, I think though the most vital person in this match to make whole and make happy and get on a track that they're happy with is Kenny Omega. I think he's not getting any younger. His style does not age well. It's not the Kevin Nash style of wrestling. So he doesn't have that much left in him. And if you're peeking behind the curtain, the Kevin Nash Twitter, style
1: didn't hold up to his quads. <laughs> well, but that's his fault.
0: Yeah. Um, but if you're reading on Twitter, some of the dirt sheets, um, kenny omega might be flirting with wwe so that's where it's like hey kenny what do you want to do that'll suck what do you want to do like do you want to do everything we'll have you do everything you want to beat mjf have him beat him
1: how many times we got incoming they've got to do the fucking too sweet me bro to the fucking the aj styles and the good brothers and to the fucking finn Balor. what are you talking about when Kenny Omega goes over there and fucking...
0: Oh, you're saying when he goes to the WWE? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got to tell that fucking story. All the who's finger the kisses. All the well, who's the true kisses? leader?
1: Was yeah, it who's Finn? the real Was club? Was it AJ? Yeah. Was it Kenny? You guys are the original club, but I'm the real club. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm the elite club. That's what it'll be. He'll go over he there and be going. the elite club. He
0: ain't going. He ain't going. No. This guy...
1: No, hope not
0: this fucking guy he's staying look at that 69 me don yeah. he's staying look in like a poor days.
1: man's lenny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at yeah. that jacket all right Woo. texas death john moxley hangman page <clears throat> i feel like hangman wins this but i don't know yeah
0: no i do i got hangman and i
1: think you're betting on it I-
0: yeah i'm taking hangman And this is why I think from a story perspective, if you recall when he did that promo before they doubled down on we're running back John Moxley match at pay-per-view, he said he needs to mend some fences with other people in his past. So I think he is the look at me. I am king of death and the young bucks and Kenny Omega are kind of down on their luck. What the hell? We're kind of sad. And hangman's like, what's up? Thought we're fucking elite, huh? Fuck you guys, pissing in your dick for. Like, look, like, fucking get out there and beat some ass. And then we get that story.
1: That again, if they were down, after having been put through some dark times, right? A, a dark team beat the shit out of them in a in a in a manner they're not used to. And Hangman's coming around, going like, "Hey, look, I'm soaring to new heights because I just bloodied a motherfucker. Maybe it's mm-hmm. time that you guys got a little more aggressive. Stop being so ooh, look at forget the tassels." Yeah. Let's fucking rip out some assholes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? That's a thing the kids say. All right. Yeah. So, so you're kid saying kid Hangman. Is. Hangman. <laughs> uh, Hangman wins and it sets him up to be MJF's next title defense, says Jeffrey Sills. Which would be foreshadowing because he then clearly thinks MJF is winning. The uh, the next match, which is the AEW Championship 60 minute Ironman match, MJF versus Brian Danielson. This one's interesting to me because I too believe MJF comes away still holding the title here. But how do we get there, and how do we tell that story? How does MJF outlast with more victories than Brian Danielson? I assume you're going to say MJF wins this as well. Yes. So how do we get there? I don't know. Yeah. I don't. No. Right. I have full faith, though, that these two guys are going to get there in a great way. That's one of the things I think that goes unsaid about MJF. Two is we talk about his great promos and he's good in the ring, but also like they. It's not even that he's just good in the ring with the moves. They tell a good story when he's in there in a match as well.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Can I tell you what I want just to fuck with everyone because mm-hmm. you fucking dumb shit. Oh, I gotta Brian know Dates all the picks. <laughs> No, 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 Brian Danielson loses. But just to fuck with all the people that think they know every goddamn backstage detail and the fucking wrestlers, wives, Instagram fucking stories and all this bullshit. I hope William Regal fucking comes out and cost <laughs> Brian Danielson the match that had never fucking happened. It was all a work. Wouldn't that be great just to fuck you to all these dumb shit neck beards that think they fucking need to know everything backstage God, that would make me so
1: happy. That would be great. The reason I don't think that'll happen is because <clears throat> once the news was out that that Regal was going back to WWF, like they would have denied it. They would have came out and actively said, Nuh uh. No. Like they're the type that, like, no, no, you don't lie about it. I us, know. Right?
0: I know, but it, I'm just saying that would be the coolest Oh, be thing. the
1: grass it would be the best story told. Yeah. Yes, if William Regal were to come out and swerve and fucking nut punch old Brian Danielson old open mouth smile guy guy would mm-hmm. be great yeah so i think i think
0: mjf wins the question is cuz i do think i think hangman is is on deck if not up next right he he's he's in that sphere pretty soon does mjf do this regrouping of a of a faction does he do the pinnacle 2.0 and it's another set of people like it was going to be the firm but the firm fucking sucks here's more of elite because unfortunately as great as mjf is and he's fucking awesome his pattern is kind of laid out of how he does feuds
1: what if it's the dark order what if the dark order comes out and helps wouldn't hate it wouldn't hate it and now here comes hangman as like the contender but mjf's leading his homies and he's like what the fuck guys this guy they would be like well you weren't around fucking mm-hmm. we needed a friend man mm-hmm. no it'd be a stretch to get there
0: yeah but Something's happening. I don't know what it is, but something's happening.
1: Yeah, because we're not ever been led to believe, like, we are led to believe that MJF might be an underrated, even on on story that they tell us, like, he's underrated in the ring, right? That he's that good, that he can be a world champion. He doesn't need the tactics he does, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. But we are also led to believe that he is not Brian Danielson level of let's line up for 60 minutes and see who can secure the most pinfall submissions, whatever. And so that's the interesting part of this story to me
0: it could be just as simple as he gets one victory being a wrestling machine like over Brian Danielson, right? Cause someone can, you know, a clock's right twice a day kind of story where he gets a pinfall, but Brian Danielson's picking up victories as well. And then it could just be as simple as the Dynamite diamond, diamond ring makes its way back to uh, MJF's fist and hits Brian Danielson. Oh my God. As I was saying it, you know, it would also be fun but you'd have to really know, but it's kind of a W on brand. It's Naomi helps MJF. So the fiance that dumped him comes out and is like, here you go. And then he's like, yeah, I got my family. Boom. And now he's the happiest man in the world because he's your champion. And he has this woman back. All
1: right. So you said Naomi for a second. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was thinking, WWE Naomi, we haven't seen. Oh no, no, no! (laughs) no. But then when you said the fiance, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, (laughs) but I was like, Do you know who she is? Well, that would be interesting. Mm
0: -mm. Well, do you know who she is? So, do you remember when MJF did that entrance where he had two girls like holding the ropes for him, and he was wearing that crown, and he he made made out out with 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 that one? one? Yeah, that's her. That
1: was the Yeah, that was her. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, MJF is winning, but we don't know how. Yeah, yeah, we just don't know how. That's going to be the interesting thing. And again, they've got an hour to tell that story. The rest of this card is seven matches Uh, Jeffrey Sills mentioned. It's got to be four hours tops and it, man, it might stretch every minute of that. I, don't
0: know. I just, we, if we're reviewing the card, this is where some of the fat needs to be trimmed christian versus jungle boy we don't need on this this could be yep. a dynamite
1: match jericho versus ricky starks we don't need
0: jericho versus ricky starks is definitely a rampage you have six match. matches
1: without that it would be just fine one's an hour and, long. Uh,
0: well and honestly you know the other one that i would cut from this card
1: mm. house, of black, ta- no, oh, house, house of black no house of
0: black and the elite because they haven't told a story yet have some stories true. you know yeah, like
1: true. yeah yeah then five matches you can get three hours, five hour. matches with ones an hour. Yep.
0: And do some promos and some other stuff. Yep. Yeah. And I think you'd have a good show, but we're going to do seven hours because got to get your money's worth.
1: I get this is supposed to be a big one, right? Revolution is one of their. And it's I mean? in California.
0: It's a new market yeah. for them. So they want to come out swinging, but yeah, make it more enjoyable by not making it a marathon. There's a reason why baseball that doesn't have a clock added a pitch clock because people won't want to fucking marathon be at places or do things for that fucking long
1: right yeah which is all right well i'm excited for revolution i'm excited to see it this weekend sunday and uh, man i i i don't know how we're gonna feel with some of these coming away but i think they're gonna tell some good stories along the way so i'm excited for it but uh, other than that, I think we'll just leave it there and tell everybody to hit us up on the Tweet Table. Use hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter. Tell us what you think while you're watching Revolution. We'll read it right here next week on the Spanish Announce Table.
0: The Spanish Announce Table.